imposter syndrome. I'd be willing to bet you've experienced it at some point on your business journey. But what if it no longer held you back from achieving the big business goals that are on your heart? That's the mindset shift I'm diving into today with my amazing guest, Susie Olivier, where we explore the art of turning imposter syndrome into your superpower. We share stories of our own business journeys that will help you to flip self-doubt on its head and give you the confidence boost you're craving. Join us for this fun conversation on how embracing imposter syndrome can be a total game changer that fuels your personal and professional growth and actually helps you to create the six-figure business you desire. You're listening to One Simple Shift, and I'm your host, Amanda Joyce Weber, the mindset coach and business mentor that believes it is possible to have a beautiful, balanced life and a successful, thriving business. In fact, what if success wasn't as complicated as everyone was making it out to be? What if the magic formula you've been looking for has been you all along? Each week, I cut through the noise and bring you one simple, actionable mindset shift you can implement today to completely transform the way you show up daily and the results you see because of it. All success starts with the right mindset, and it's time that you create the life and business you've always dreamed of. Let's get started. My guest today is Susie Olivier. Susie is a business coach, serial entrepreneur of over 16 years, military wife, mother of three, and unrelenting optimist. Susie is passionately obsessed with helping women realize their amazing potential and build the business and life of their dreams and actually enjoy the process without sacrificing time with their precious family. Susie, welcome to One Simple Chef. Thanks so much for joining me today. Oh, thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be chatting with you. Yes, I am so happy to have you here. So I just read your bio, but I would love to hear in your own words. Can you just share with us a little bit about what it is that you do and why you do it? Of course. So I am in the short answer is I'm a business coach, um, longer answer, specifically supporting my fellow mums and my fellow military spouses, because I feel the challenges, the daily challenges, the lifestyle challenges um, that we face are unique and don't always lend themselves to kind of a smooth running business. You don't have set routines. You don't have all the hours in the day. So in the yeah, longer answer is kind of that is what I do and who I do it for. Um, it was quite funny when I was reading your kind of your pre-notes for the podcast interview. Um, and you gave your example of sort of why you do what you do. I'm like That's exactly the same as me. Believing that people can have both a beautiful, thriving business and a beautiful, thriving life. And I want that for mums. I want them to realize that we can realize our ambition. We can have a beautiful, high income. We can impact the world and serve others. And we can be present and calm for our families and our home and our husbands and all that as well. So that's kind of a very, very similar way to you. Like, ladies, we can have it all and it's beautiful. And we are here to guide and teach you to experience that. Yes. Oh, my gosh. I love it so, so much. So tell me a little bit about how you ended up here. What was your path and what did that look like for you? So my path was I started my first business back in 2008. I thought I would start a luxury personal training business in the middle of a global recession because, I mean, why wouldn't you do that? Um, And so... (laughs) 
that grew really quickly. I thought, wow, this is fun. I'm really good at this. Um, I think I've got a thing for business. Um, and then my wonderful husband joined the Royal Air Force. I thought marrying a South African in the UK would protect me from being a military spouse as I was a military child growing up in South Africa, but apparently God had other plans for me. Um, and our life became a moving roller coaster. I thought I can't keep starting a location service-based business like every 18 months to two years. Um, and then very soon first baby comes along. I'm like, I'm not leaving my house to go and work and leaving my baby. I need a way of sorting this out. And so the entrepreneur that I hadn't quite realized yet emerged um, at Artler product-based business, which just grew legs overnight. We were exporting, we were in national stores, we were in the UK's biggest department store, we were in Vogue. It just, it was insane. Um, throwing a few more house moves, throwing a few more babies. Um, it kind of led me to do what I do now. Like I was I was very vocal that I was a mum and I was pregnant and I was breastfeeding and I was moving again. Um, and my social media had quite a big following with that product-based business. And I was just getting inundated with literally daily messages and emails going, oh my goodness, I'm a mum. How do you do this? And I'm a military spouse. How have you managed this? And I'm like, I'm enjoying replying to these messages and replying to these emails more than I am running my actual business. And <laughs> it was one of those things where like, I don't know if you've had this, but you get like a like divine moment where you're like, you're meant to be doing this. I'm sending people to you because you're meant to be stepping into this role. And there's me going like, no, like who am I to do that? Like I can't, little old me, little like at that time of mum of two, um, the third one hadn't surprised me yet. Like I, I, I can't teach a business. I can't like actually declare to the world like I am a business coach and so I put it off for two years annoyed my husband relentlessly with I'm gonna do it I'm doing it no I can't do it I can't do it um <laughs> for literally two years until I went you know what fuck it my new new year resolution stops swearing so I will reduce my swearing but sometimes it's just required um <laughs> I jumped in. that was back in 2018 19 and here I am now still doing it absolutely loving it so that's a very, very long, long answer to your question. I hope that's not too long and didn't bore everyone. No, I mean, I think that's perfect. And I think that it's really helpful to hear too, because I think so many people have that kind of like, I'm doing it, I'm doing it. Ah, am I actually doing it? Like, <laughs> I think that scary. moment is very relatable. <laughs> and I think that that's so Absolutely. cool. Like, that you got that kind of like intuitive nudge that like, this is the thing I'm enjoying this way more. I should probably pursue this thing. So I just love that so much. So I am so curious, is there like one particular mindset shift? I'm sure you have many, but that has really made like such a drastic difference for you on your journey or makes a really big difference for your clients or that you just feel is like really important. Yeah. I thought about this question and for me, it's the why not me shift. It's the why is it okay for everyone else to do it? Why is it okay for her to chase her dreams? Why is it okay for her to elevate herself into that position of authority or that role, that title? Why is it okay for her to enjoy that kind of wealth? And like, I never came from a wealthy background, very average South African. Uh, say my dad was a pilot in South African Air Force. Mum was a stay-at-home mom. Like money and opulence and wealth just wasn't a part of my childhood at all. So for me, kind of stepping into adulthood and I would see everyone doing really well and I was obviously the lovely online space when that emerged you're like wow look at her nice everything um <laughs> it's so easy to kind of get stuck in that narrative of like that's not for me like that's not where totally. I came from that's not what I'm surrounded with um 
I haven't got her type of confidence. I can't talk like her. I don't look like her. I can't write content like her. And you just create this whole ridiculous BS narrative that everyone else has got what it takes, but you don't. And it was it was literally a one day thing. I was just sitting at my desk and I was working on my product based business. And I was like, fuck it. Why not me? Like, I'm really damn good at what I do. I've got so much success behind me. Sure, I haven't got an MBA and I haven't got like proper business certifications. I do now, just for the record, everyone. Um, <laughs> but like, I've got lived, walked experience. Like, how many other people, business coaches, have actually ran several companies, built them up, um, had kind of the international element of, of growing a business. And like, I've done all of that with like multiple house moves and multiple children and deploying husbands and all the thing. And I'm like, damn, I'm just going to jump. I'm going to close my eyes and I'm going to freaking jump. And like, as the saying goes, entrepreneurship is jumping off the cliff and building the plane as you fall. I'm like, I'm going to figure this out. I'm just going to grow wings somehow. And thankfully, I, I grew wings <laughs> and I learned how to fly. Um, and yeah, it's just, I think that's probably the biggest shift is going, you can be it, you can become her, you can learn. And whatever you think your, your personality is or your character is or your skill set is, like it can change, you can change. And that's probably the biggest shift for me. Like you can literally become anyone you want to be and achieve anything you want to achieve. You have to decide though. And for me, it was, why not me? And you're like, well, I don't know, why not me? So I'm jumping in, let's see what happens. Totally. I'm love so much about this. It's so juicy and so good. And I think that there's such a big part of business that is exactly what you mentioned here of like just jumping right in and figuring it out. And I think that sometimes it's that perfection of like wanting to have it all figured out before we jump yeah. in that actually holds us back from doing the thing. So I oh massively. I think it's just so helpful to hear like most of us when we jumped in didn't have it all. I would argue like the majority of people, right? Didn't have it all figured out when they jumped in, but it's that self-trust of like, I just trust myself to figure it out. I just trust myself to, you know, find the next best step. And it doesn't mean that it isn't challenging or there aren't moments, but I think it is just reminding yourself that you have what it takes to figure it out too, that you can find the resources, that you can find the mentors, that you can like, literally just keep going sometimes I think is hugely underrated too <laughs> yeah literally just keep putting one foot in front of the other like the first two years when I launched Mothers of Enterprise it was dire and it was it was a blow to my ego because I'm like I went into this very experienced entrepreneur now I'm like I know how to do all of that I know how to market and write copy and websites and branding <laughs> and blah 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 um I'm going to hit six figures in my first six months um, and like, it just crashed. And I was like, what is going on? Thankfully, my other company was kind of the cash cow supporting mothers of enterprise. And I'm like, okay, but I like, this can't keep going. I can't keep like making the one company work to make the other company work. Yes. Um, and for the first few years, it was just me stumbling going like, why is this not working? It ended up being my offer. Um, FYI, low cost courses, because you want to serve people and you don't want price to be a barrier. Didn't work for me in case you're wondering. Um, and again, I had these, it was... <sighs> I mean, if God himself walked into my office and went, you should be a coach, it wasn't far off that happening. Like it was actual like physical messages coming through my phone. People going like, I think you should be a business coach. And I'm like, I don't want to be a business coach. I'm not going to be high ticket. I don't believe in high ticket. And again, I made this whole big 
bullshit story in my head about how I want to serve my fellow mums who haven't got much money and my fellow military spouses who haven't got much money. And that's all absolute BS. The first five high-ticket clients I signed were all military spouses, all mums, and they're all freaking paid in full. So it's, it's such a BS <laughs> narrative um, to think that like we start our business and we're like, we know exactly what to do, darling. And we've got it all figured out. Like we just don't. I failed my way through the first two years of my company and then it clicked. And I'm like, oh, like the reason why I'm here now is because I just refused to give up in those first two years. I'm like, hell no, this vision is so strong and this mission feels so freaking good. Like watch me make this work. Just keep going is genuinely one of the biggest keys to success I think there is going. I totally agree. And it's so funny. Um, my storm story is actually very similar. So I had a design business before I pivoted to coaching. And same thing, like the design business funded the coaching business. Like this was a case where like, I was making money in design, so I could pay the VA to post the coaching post. <laughs> exactly. You know? exactly what I was doing. And like, at the, at the time, I was like, <laughs> but I, I look back and I was like, God, that was so smart because I could knew I could make money in design. I knew I could make a certain amount of money. Yeah. So that was a much better use of my time. And then what happened was as the coaching business was really getting going, because businesses do take time, that it it like one funded the other and it was able to pay for my coaching investment. It was able to pay yeah. for the VA. It was able to like keep my nervous system regulated in the process, <laughs> which is also hugely <laughs> underrated. Right. And oh, I just look back good. on that and I'm like, Oh my gosh, like that worked out so beautifully. And yet in the moment at that time, I was freaking the fuck out. I was like, why is it not oh happening faster? What's wrong with me? Why What's wrong with me? Yeah. Yes, totally. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's it's funny, like thinking back right now as well, I'm like, man, I was ballsy. <laughs> I don't know if like my current self would like be so tenacious, but like, thank you past me for like sticking with it. And I see it all the time. I'm sure you see it with clients. I think our industry does such a disservice in what is put online so often in like the I scale seven figures in a year. And my third month in business was six figures. And it's all this like get certain income goals because that means you're successful. And when you're in it for a year, two years, three years, and you're still only doing maybe 5K months, 8K months, and you're just not completely there, and maybe even two, 3K months, like I'm not here to glorify any income as like the income we should all be aspiring to. It makes everyone else feel like something's wrong with them. I'm like, no, like normal success, unless you're a magical unicorn, and yeah, they are out there. And I think it's cool and it's incredible that it can happen, that you can literally go from like zero to seven figures in six months. Like how freaking cool that's possible. But for the majority of us mere mortals, um, <laughs> success takes time. And I just, I, I want to shout from the rooftops. Like, I really believe slow and steady wins the race because to kind of talk on the nervous system regulation, I've seen clients go from like zero to six figures in six months. And the amount of work we have to do to create safety in their bodies around that kind of money, if they've never had that kind of money coming in and manage that kind of team and the pressure of delivering service to that number of people, like it's, it's intense. I'm like calling therapists, calling CBTs and NLP people. Like we need backup. I think we hear that and we go like, oh gosh, that must be a really nice problem to have. And like to a certain extent, sure. Right. But it's just like a completely different kind of work, right? Like it doesn't mean Absolutely. it's not work, you know? Absolutely. Like, and, and it's a lot of work sometimes. The stuff 
you Definitely. have to work through to hold that or, you know, hire the therapist or like, do <laughs> get all I the mean, therapists. this is not like, this is not something they don't just magically appear. It's not like your magical, like therapy godmother shows up and is like, let me hold this money with you. Right. <laughs> totally. Like, like you have to realize that that's what's holding you back. You have to realize that's what you need. You have to find the right person. You have to work through the stuff. You have to find the like if you're blessed enough to work with a business coach at the time, like your business coach is helping you through that. You're like you have capacity stuff you're bumping up into. You have team challenges you've never had before. Like everyone's like, I don't it's want long. six figures anymore listening to this. They're like, never mind. Like <laughs> scratch that. We're done. <laughs> But I think if you can, if you can allow yourself the grace to get there in a beautiful, slow and steady way, so like you can regulate as you go and like your thermostat can just gradually tick upwards as you go from your 3K months to your 5Ks to your 7 to your 8 and then you hit the sacred 8,333, whatever it is, to do officially declare six figures. In all honesty, I see those businesses standing the test of time. Those are the ones totally. who are still going in five years, eight, nine, ten years. It's the ones who go really, really quickly that often get burnt down at some point because you're like their their nervous systems, their soul, their spirit, their mindset just freaks out. It's kind of that that lottery effect, isn't it? When people like suddenly go from like broke to like here's a hundred million dollars or pounds or euros, and then like two years later they're like broker than broke, even worse than they were before they won because like the brain is like I need to get rid of this money because we haven't regulated to hold it. And so I, again, people aim high, like go for six figures, go for multiple, go for seven, go for eight. Like I really, I think we're in a a spectacular time in history where we can be doing this from home. That's so freaking cool. But allow yourself to be on the journey. And it's okay if it's slow. And I mean, slow compared to like the unicorns. It's okay if it's a gradual process. I think actually in the long run, it's going to serve you tenfold compared to the overnight success stories. I totally think that's so true. And it's so funny because I know that before the show, we had talked a little bit about imposter syndrome. And I think it's so interesting because I think imposter syndrome comes up a lot. I see for entrepreneurs at the beginning of business, right? When you're just getting started, heck, it came up for me a ton in pivoting from design to coaching because I was like, oh my gosh, what do I have to do to be considered a coach? Like, can I really coach people? Oh my gosh, so much, right? Um, (laughs) But I also think that it comes up at the level that you're talking about here too, where it's like all of a sudden you hit that six figure, the coveted six figure mark that you've been after for such a long time. And it's like, oh my gosh, like I thought like when you were saying, I thought God himself would like walk into my office kind of thing. (laughs) It's like, even if that happened, like sometimes it's like this like giant feeling of imposter syndrome where it's like, oh my God, is this like actually like you've been wanting it for so, so long. And then when it actually happens, you're like, it almost doesn't feel like I thought it would kind of thing. Oh, a thousand percent. I remember when I had my first 10K month. So like I was battling and struggling and struggling, struggling. And then I launched as a, I, I, I came out the closet as a high ticket coach, um, April, 2020. So when like lockdown was happening and like the pandemic was going on, apparently I like to launch things during recessions and pandemics just for an extra <laughs> challenge of my business acumen. Um, but I sold out in three weeks, all, all spots fully booked. And then that was April, October was my first, my first 10, or it was a 13 and a half K month. And I was talking to my coach and she's like, oh my goodness, congratulations. How do you feel? And I'm like, 
I feel like I want to get rid of everything. And she's like, what? I'm like, I need to either buy a ton of crap, but I, this money in my bank account makes me feel really uncomfortable and I don't know what to do. And I never could have predicted that for myself. And I had guilt, like real guilt going, I know of mums working three jobs, trying to like put food on the table. And here I am wearing yoga pants and we're living in Cyprus at the time, like paddle boarding in the morning and like with my kids every afternoon and like eating at the cool taverna on the weekend and earning all this money. And like, I'm like, oh, I need to just go and give it away to people and be like, here, you have it and you have it. Like, I can't hold this. And it was still to this day, I'm like, wow, I, I can't, I could never, ever have predicted that was going to be my response. So I had wanted a 10K month and well, consecutive reliable 10K months for years at that point. And I finally landed and I was like, oh, this is not as cool as I thought it would be. <laughs> and so it really, really does take time to kind of, again, regulate yourself to hold that kind of money and feel comfortable and to make yourself kind of bring in the imposter syndrome. Like you are deserving of that money. Like yeah. we bring that amount of value into the world. Like that means that that 13 and a half K that I made and it was pounds. So it was like, what, $60,000. That means I have deeply served that amount of women on a very, very deep level to achieve amazing things in their business. Like that is a, the, the kind of reciprocation, the compensation of that amazing work. Yeah. And it is a complete mindset shift there as well. To be like, again, why not me? I'm really damn good at what I do. Like, why can't I enjoy this money? And like, yeah, I can do cool things in the world with it and I can bless people and I can support things that are close to my heart. And like, that's absolutely what we do as a business and um, like in the personal finances in my family. Um, but yeah, the, I think the imposter syndrome shows up every single time you kind of click up in business. I like, think it'll so happen when you have your first, your first paying client. It'll come at your first 5K month and your first 10K month. And then once you realize you've hit six figures, it'll wash over you and be like, oh my goodness, who am I to have a six-figure business? And like, I had a beautiful client now to celebrate a 90K month last month. And honestly, the freak outs I had to deal with <laughs> over Zoom like it was immense. It's almost the same kind of freak out as someone who's just signed their first high ticket client. So I'm like, the, the gremlins keep showing up. They wear different masks and have different hairstyles, but they keep showing up. And it's our job as business owners to normalize that and just move through it. Because I don't think they ever completely go away unless I'm missing a trick. And if anyone's listening and they know the trick, please, <laughs> Mind Enterprise on Instagram, come and let me know. I just think you you train the muscle to move through it faster and be like, I recognize you. You're trying to keep me safe. You're trying to keep me at my current level. But like, that's BS because I want to go to that level. So like, thanks for keeping me safe, but I'm rising above it. I'm going to keep going through it. And the more you make that decision, the easier it gets. Yeah, I think. And I, I hope. <laughs> Well, I totally agree. I think that's been my experience around it as well is, I mean, I find it's, it's usually the same stuff, right? Like it usually yeah. same goes back to the same root mindset thing, but it'll show up in different ways, right? So it's almost like there's this totally new thing. And then you're like, wait, this is actually just the same thing in a different, <laughs> different, in a different way. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, that's totally relatable. And I think that stuff comes up, at, like you said, at every next level. Know you need to be selling more than you are, but aren't feeling 100% confident in how to talk about your offer in a way that feels authentic to you. I've got you covered because starting now, you can grab my totally free, absolutely beautiful sales slides to use on Instagram stories. 
It's time to no longer let imposter syndrome hold you back because you have all the tools you need to show up and sell. But I'm not just handing over the Canva template either, though you totally get that too. I'm also giving you an amazing value-packed workbook in Google Docs where you can nail down the details of your offer, know exactly what to say to get it out there, and have your potential clients next level excited to buy from you. No more thinking and overthinking about what to write. No more stressing and obsessing that your design doesn't match what you have in your head. No more putting it off for when you have a brand you feel better about. You, me, these slides now. Grab them at the link in the show notes and don't forget to share them with me when you've created them because I totally want to see. So what insight do you have since you've been through so much of this personally in terms of imposter syndrome? Like what do you do to kind of like work with imposter syndrome instead of feeling like you're swimming upstream and working against it? I think I go for a twofold approach. I kind of use imposter syndrome for my benefit to make sure that I'm constantly refining my skills. Like I want to be the best business coach someone can hire. I want people to come into my world and into my programs and be like, that was hands down the best money I've ever spent on my business and myself. And so I kind of use that as like a motivator to be like, right, how can I up level? How can I add to my skill set? How can I be a better coach? What more can I learn about marketing? Um, Not that I want to be like a permanent content consuming monster because that's another part of our our industry that I think is an issue um we all could do the content detox but it's just that like how can I sharpen my skill set how can I be better at what I do how can I offer just the most extremely transformative service I can physically mentally offer someone so that's kind of the one that's kind of how I use imposter syndrome for my benefit and the other part that is just I know it's a cliche and people might eye roll me but like mindset work ladies like commit <laughs> to the mindset work like if you want abs you can't just like go and do a few crunches on a Monday and be like I think I'm good for the week like you have to it has to be like a whole holistic approach to your week to your days to how you are thinking to literally at your workout everything has to be centered around you getting a six pack you can't just dip in and out of it and mindset work is the exact same thing like my beautiful coach says um your full-time job is your mindset work and your business is your hobby like that's how it should be and I didn't I remember hearing that being like that's bullshit um (laughs) until I (laughs) I actually practiced it and I'm like oh like this is genuinely a game changer and I know we we use terms like game changer and it will change your life and it's like the best things to slice bread stuff um but honestly like once you find your groove of what works for you with with mindset and the practices that bring you that sense of elevation and expansion and excitement and inspiration and like help you up level your identity. So you actually are kind of, again, kind of um, regulating yourself to that next version of you, that next level of success. That is how imposter syndrome becomes this thing that you encounter every now and then versus something you battle with on a regular basis. Totally. And as you were saying that, I was like, man, if I did crunches the way I did my set work, I probably would have abs. (laughs) That's a new challenge. Like, get a positive mindset and a six back in 30 days. (laughs) Uh, That's amazing. But it's so true. And I think a lot of people get stuck because they haven't found the mindset work that, like, actually feels good to them, right? So I think a lot of time we hear, like, oh, like, I'll just, like, just journal through it or, like, just do affirmations or just, like, just do this thing, right? 
And I think it's important to note, like, if you're not actually getting to the right mindset problem, though, like, you're just journaling for the sake of journaling, which don't get me wrong, isn't bad either, right? Like, some people love to process their thoughts that way. I am not that person, by the way. But, like, some people love to just write it out and, like, get it out kind of thing. I, like, I want to know what I'm going in there for. Like, I want to know what we're excavating here. Give me a prompt. (laughs) So I love a good journal prompt. But I also think that just finding the kind of mindset work that actually one works and two feels good for you is like a game changer in itself. Right. And like going back to the workout analogy, like some people love lifting weights. Some people love playing tennis or golf or my husband loves to climb or I like I'm a runner. Right. Like I think that it's just so helpful to like find the thing that you actually enjoy and that actually works for you. And I think mindset work is the same way because I'm, I'm not climbing up a wall every other day. Like that does not sound fun to me. Right. (laughs) But some people would tell me like, oh my God, I would like running sounds horrible. I hate running. Right. So like same thing with mindset work, like find the thing that feels good, find the thing that works for you. I know that like, it's not going to work overnight. Like, I think that's the other thing we bump up into like the abs that you're saying. It's like, okay, like I did a few (laughs) crunches, did a few planks. There's a reason those 90-day plank challenges exist, right? (laughs) (laughs) Not just to torture you for three months. (laughs) So I think that that's just like really helpful for people to hear too, because I think sometimes like, I mean, I can speak personally before I even knew mindset coaching was like a thing. I was like, mindset sounds so vague. It sounds so fluffy. Like, I like just don't under, like, how do people call themselves a mindset coach? Right. And it's so ironic now, like the universe is laughing, <laughs> but <laughs> jokes on me. But I think that like, that's just like, I think a lot of people just don't understand how to like get in there and use it in a way that actually works for them in their business. And I think that like, if you haven't found that yet, keep going, keep trying things, keep like finding, like find the thing that actually Absolutely. works because it really does make a massive difference. Yeah, hugely. And I think it's important that mindset, like the purpose of mindset work is to get you into the feelings of expansion and positivity and excitement and inspiration. And again, kind of getting you comfortable with your goals. That is literally the purpose of it. And it's obviously to uncover stuff and, hit, and limiting beliefs and blocks and all that stuff. And like if what you are doing doesn't rustle that up within you, like stop doing it. It's, 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 not, it's not hitting the spot. Um, and so it took me a really long time to find my groove there because I was following all the manifestation babes and the mindset coaches and law of attraction coaches and I was watching all their stuff. And I'm like, this is just not, this is not sitting right with me. Um, and I'm like, hang on a second. Like as a Christian, I don't actually like, doesn't feel aligned with what my what my kind of biblical based beliefs are. I'm like, oh, I can actually craft my own stuff. I don't have to follow like manifestwithme.com. I can create my own thing. And I, that was like oddly liberating for me. And I'm like, right, my mindset work now looks like Bible study. Then it looks like prayer. And then it looks like I stare down my vision board and I like claim those things. And I imagine myself living in that house. And I imagine myself wearing that necklace or that car or that vacation or whatever the case might be. And like, that's now what feels really good for me and shopping on Zillow. I really enjoy that because we have plans to move to Florida. Um, <laughs> a part of my mind was like, yes, if I had $3 million, where would I find my 10 acre homestead in Florida? And I will literally lose like 20 minutes of my life doing that. And it feels, honestly, I get all the feels for it. So like that's part of my mindset work. It genuinely gets to be that fun, that easy. 
I mean, that's a great use of time. I'm not even like kidding. <laughs> like, <laughs> to, be, to be in the feels there, like, yes, please. Actually, I think that what you hit on is something really important. And I've actually heard this from a number of people in terms of like, the manifestation stuff just not jiving with either like previous religious upbringing or like what they believe to be true. Mm -hmm. And I think that one of the things that people tend to bump up against there is like thinking that one way is right, I guess is what I would say. And I think a lot of people really struggle with that because they think it's like, okay, like you read all this stuff on manifestation, the universe, you know, insert, heck, I don't know. There's like crystal stuff out there. I don't even understand. There's like, you know, there's like Oracle cards and things that just, there's a lot, right? Like, and I I think that if you're someone who like, isn't into those stuff, that kind of stuff, I think it can be really like, Oh, like mindset doesn't work for me. Right. Or like my, like, I'm not into my, not for me, maybe. Exactly. Right. Like, And I think that what you mentioned here is really helpful because you were like, oh, I can just like craft my own thing. Like I can just decide what I believe, right? And that is like, that is such a gift that you just gave our listeners here because I think that a lot of people don't think about it that way. It's not like, okay, like this, this feels good. This doesn't, I'm going to take it. I'm going to leave it. Like I get to craft what's true for me because those are the exact like framework thoughts, beliefs, that are going to craft your experience around like how you move through life, basically, right? Like how you move through your business. And I, I, one of the biggest shifts for me in my business was just like really leaning into, for me, it's universe, right? But like really leaning into there's like a higher power to meet me halfway here, right? Like it's not all on me. And I think that- I I think render, that's like the biggest piece of business ever. Totally. And I think that like, but I remember my coach saying, but what do you believe? You're reading all this stuff out there. Your husband thinks X about money, you know, like you were raised this way, but like, what do you believe? And I was like, uh, you know, (laughs) and I think that like, that was such a gift to be able to be like, okay, like if I get to choose here, like, what is it that I actually want to believe around this? And then running everything through that framework just makes you feel like you're on such a more solid footing. It's like the foundation, oh, you know? Otherwise, I think you're a leaf in the wind. Yeah. You're like, well, she's doing oracle cards and crystals, and well, she's doing smudge sticks and seances, and well, she's doing um, Bible-based affirmations, and she's doing kundalini, I don't know, all different things. Like, you kind of become this no-name brand of, like, I go here, I go there, and you kind of are committed to no path, therefore you get to no destination. And once you can kind of get, ask yourself that question, what do I believe? What aligns with like my internal operating system here? What aligns with my spiritual soul? And how can I craft this practice that that feeds that, that nourishes that, that grows that? Is like I say, it's, it's a gift. It's a true gift that you can give yourself. But what it requires is an element of like self-trust and to be like, I'm going to stop listening to all the people online. I'm going to stop listening to the law of attraction, all the mindset people online and be like, cool, I, I've learned enough. I've learned all your various cool practices and ways, but like, I'm going to take this onto myself now and make my own mixture here. And I'm going to feel really good about it. And that's ultimately to loop back to the previous point. That's the point of mindset work, people. That makes you feel really freaking good. If it's not doing that, stop doing it, rework it. 
I will add a slight caveat to that, which is that sometimes mindset work feels worse before it gets better, right? So when you're <laughs> that is true. the muck there on like, oh my gosh, I just read so much on like, I don't know, insert crystals, oracle cards, faith-based, whatever, like insert thing. And like, now it feels messy and now I feel confused and now I'm not sure which way is up and like, and, 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 right? Like sometimes it does kind of feel like, oh my God, I need to like step away come back later, reevaluate kind of thing. So I will say that like, just because you're in that and like the messiness of it doesn't mean that it won't, you won't eventually get to a place where the mindset work does feel really good. And when you hit that, it's amazing. Right. And I think that's what you're speaking to there, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's going to be a messy, a messy start and even a messy middle, like as you're establishing your, your habits around and making it a part of your daily life and your routines and finding your groove. Like I've got three kids. I do not have time to journal for half an hour in the morning and then meditate for half an hour and then do my exercise and then vision board. Like it's just not my thing. So like I've had to craft it like micro mindset moments throughout yeah. my day, but the, the kind of uh, the compound effect of it is it, it, it gets me to where I want to go and it, it works for me. And so it's about finding what works, find the practices that work for you, finding a way to work them into your everyday life and realizing like you say, sometimes it's not going to feel top of the world amazing whilst you're finding your groove. And then whilst you're in your groove, you're going to discover shit about yourself and you're going to drudge up things you didn't know existed in the back of your mind and you're going to have to deal with it. But your mindset practice should set the stage for you to be able to get that stuff out. And hopefully you've got a coach, you've got a therapist, you've got someone in your corner um, that you can kind of take this, take the baggage to, to sort it all out, to do Marie Kondo it and yes. fold it away or pretty, <laughs> pretty again and have your drawers looking color-coded. Um, but yeah, ultimately your mindset work is a thing that, that gets you to where you want to go in business. And I think that's one of the, the main toolboxes um, for getting through imposter syndrome is to be like, I'm feeling really crap. I'm feeling like everything's wrong with me. I feel like a failure. I feel like I can't do this. Who am I to be doing this? Go and get your mindset toolbox open and get that stuff out and start building up your soul again and build up your identity again and be like, yeah, fired up, ready for action and go about your wonderful day. <laughs> I love that. And I think the other thing you mentioned here too is I think faith came up a lot in this conversation, right? Like faith in something bigger than you, faith in a higher power, faith in your mission, faith in your purpose, right? And I think that that's really helpful in imposter syndrome as well, because then it's it's not this question of like, am I enough? Am I worthy? Is it really meant for me? It's like, oh no, like I have the higher level beliefs that are telling me like, if I want it, it's there for a reason, right? Or exactly. I believe like even when it's hard, I'm still on the right path and I'm still like, you know, trusting that higher power to like meet me halfway in this. And I think that that's just such an important piece of this too. It's huge because in my mind, like, how can you live any other way? Because otherwise it means you're in full control and you have to make everything happen. And like, what the heck? That sounds awful. That's like a lot like, of pressure. <laughs> that's a lot of pressure. That's a lot of controlling. That's a lot of like high level maneuvers, which we just don't have the ability and the foresight to do strategically 24-7. Like, I don't want to have control over everything. And that's coming as a recovering perfectionist and control freedom. That sounds awful. And like my little family now, like we're in the, the stage of like, 
that's husband lead the RAF. I would love to move to Florida. We're both South Africans. So we're like, we need hot weather and the UK is oh, not hot. No. Um, <laughs> and like, we have an opportunity to maybe move back to Cyprus for a while. And do we go back to South Africa and just deal with the political situation there? Who knows? But we're talking to friends and they're like, oh, there's no right way. And you can go back. No, actually, I truly believe there is actually a right way. And I truly believe that God's going to show us and we are going to just stay in prayer and keep taking the action we can take, but ultimately trust that something way bigger, way more powerful is is setting the stage here for us and will be opening the doors for us and like laying the path for us. And like that to me is so like peace giving and calming and joyful. So I'm like, I don't have to figure it all out. Yes. <laughs> heavens. Because like I just can't. I've got three little humans I have to look after. Like I can't have that kind of pressure. So in all honesty, whether it's God or universe, like I think having that belief that you are not ultimately in control of everything and like, why would you want to be, um, is such a gift. And the surrender piece took me a really long time. Like my faith, I, I'm a working progress Christian, which I guess we all are in our faith walks. But like, I was like a real lukewarm, like, eh, sounds cool. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, I'm kind of for it. And then like the last like year or so, it's been like, no, like I am, I'm sold. I'm totally in. Like I'm, I'm two ticks away from becoming a preacher. Um, <laughs> and like the surrender piece there has been huge for me. Like I didn't realize like how much I was trying to control. Like my coach joked, she's like, you say you want something and like you say you're surrendering it, but actually you just give God a to-do list and be like, here's what I want and here's how you're going to do it. Okay? Because like I've planned it all out. Here's my spreadsheets. I'll see you later. And God's going like, no, sweetheart. Have a surprise pregnancy. There we go. See, you're not in control of anything. <laughs> um, which is exactly what he did to me. Um, I'm like, I'm so done having children and my kids are older. And then he gives me a tiny baby again, who I love and adore, by the way. Um, yeah, I think it's, it's a genuine soul level gift if you can allow yourself to, even if it's just entertain the thought, of something that truly loves you is so much bigger, more powerful, has created you for a mission and a purpose on this earth and is guiding you, is wants the best for you. Like to me, that is like soul level happiness um, in your business as well, because you just, you know, you're being held, you know, you've been guided. And that is a very big piece of the imposter syndrome overcoming puzzle as well, I think. Totally agree. And just to an aside to listeners, if at any point like this is not like, jiving with what you're listening to here and you're like this is not like I don't feel this like look at that like this is where mindset work comes into play right like what do you believe what does feel good like go deeper on that right because you don't yeah. have to believe what Susie believes you don't have to believe what I believe you don't have to like none of it right like and I think there's a huge amount of overlap here too but like I think that that's just so helpful to remember like take what feels good create your own path but ultimately what we're saying is like having that foundation is so important because then you're not muscling through all on your own, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And just allow yourself to go on that journey. Like for me, I haven't always been a Christian. So it was very much kind of like, okay, like, do I believe in God? And like, what do I believe about God? And like, in which religion do I think he fits? Do I fit into the religion? And like, it was a years of exploring for me to kind of get to where I'm at now. And I feel very, very, again, happy and at peace and, and grounded in where I'm at now. Um, but it took me, that that experience of going like go on this journey like ask yourself these questions dip your toe in the water here and and get to that place so yeah for anyone listening if you're like nope not happening like you say just allow yourself to explore like you never know what you might find and it might be like the greatest gift you give yourself literally ever in your whole entire life 
And I think a lot of times when we listen to conversations like this, we're like, what does it have to do with the business? These two women are off their rockers. Like, <laughs> and I think, bring it back round, ladies. <laughs> I think that it's just really helpful to note that, like, I really believe that like running a business will push on your personal and your professional development on both sides. Like every oh insecurity goodness, you've yeah. ever had, anything that possibly could like come up that you're most afraid of definitely will. Like, you know, like there's just so much that comes up in that process. And I think, you know, yes, practically there's a lot of strategy that goes on in running a business. There's a lot of strategy that goes into sales and landing clients and making money and all of it. And (laughs) all of this is just like a really, really helpful context in like not holding all of that alone, I guess is what I would say there. And like having the beliefs that actually back the actions that help you in your sales process, that help you land clients, that help you make money. (laughs) Absolutely. Like I say all the time, like God's the CEO of of my company. And like that to me is so liberating. So I'm like, what do you want me to do? Like, is this the right decision? Do you want me to work with this coach? Do you want me to sign that client? Like, how should I show up today when I'm coaching my clients? I'm like, speak through me. I need help guiding this woman because she's going through something now. And like my own expertise, I don't feel is going to cover the spaces here. So like, help me. And like, it's such a freeing, say liberating, free, all the grounding, all those beautiful words. Um, it serves me so deeply in my business. And I always say like, nothing nothing will put you on a voyage of personal discovery and development like entrepreneurship. Yes. It's so like true. Your business will hold a mirror up to you and your shit <laughs> in so much detail. Like you can't, you can't compartmentalize your life when you're, when you when you're in business and you are running the show yourself, like your business will force you, whether you like it or not people to dig into yourself and kind of really work out your identity on all fronts because your business will always be a reflection of you. Um, So ladies, allow yourself to be on that beautiful journey of discovery, development, refining, learning, tweaking, pivoting, failing, getting back up again and keeping going ultimately. Because as we said in the very beginning, to loop all the background again, keep going. (laughs) Oh my gosh, this conversation has been everything. I loved it so much. So Susie, if people love what they heard from you today, where can they find you? I am everywhere at mothersofenterprise.com, that on Instagram, um, Mothers of Enterprise Society, Facebook, Mothers of Enterprise Podcast. I like to keep on brand. So yeah, (laughs) Google that and you'll find me everywhere. Amazing. And I think you also mentioned that you had a free call you were offering listeners. Yes. So I know everyone likes a good lead magnet. I like a good lead magnet where I actually get to meet people and have conversations because it's my favorite thing to do in the whole entire world. So I offer free half an hour time and money boost calls. So if you are in your business and you're thinking, I could really do with some more time and some more money, uh, maybe you're a mom, maybe you're a military spouse, you're juggling another job and the kiddos and everything's just feeling a little bit too much. And you're like, I need to get structure, organization, clarity, um, increase the profits, all the things that we always want to do in business jump on a call with me it's not a glorified sales call I promise you Um, I'm one of those people like let's talk about your problems for five minutes now let's talk about working with me um these are genuinely there to to serve and just love on my community and my people so um I'm hoping we can pop the the link for that in the show notes and you beautiful souls can get booked in and I hope to see as many of you on my screen as possible Beautiful. Yes, that link will definitely be waiting for all of you wonderful listeners in the show notes. And you can head over there. Well, 
Thank you so much, Susie. This was so much fun. I'm so grateful to you for being here. So again, thank you so much from the bottom of my heart. Oh, thank you for having me. It's been a beautiful conversation. So thank you. Thanks for listening to One Simple Shift. Check out the show notes for this episode and all past episodes at amandajoyceweber.com slash one simple shift. If you're loving this podcast, do me a favor and leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. These reviews truly mean the world to me, helping me to reach more people and have more impact. And as a special thanks, we'll reach out to everyone that leaves a review and you'll receive my absolutely free life and business changing future you meditation. This mindset exercise is the simplest, easiest way to tap into future you today and start being that woman now. I only wish I had a visualization exercise like this when I first started my business and now it's available to all of you. Simply screenshot your review and email it to me at amanda at amandajoyceweber.com to receive your free meditation. And remember, sometimes the only thing standing in the way of a more profitable business and a more fulfilling life is one simple shift. My guest to...